Once again, an illustrious poet of Ice Cube. Once again, it's on. It's WTF. Another Tuesday night, 8 to 9, right here is where you can find us on X or 10, whatever you want to call it. Twitch, Facebook, Twitter. Hello951 is where we can also be found as well as YouTube, YouTube yep. and, and, and on the radio, 93.7 The Ticket. If the... We got Royals on. The right Royals now. are. So, so we, we, stray we stray streaming today. Um, we can get a little rowdy, so it's all good. No, but nonetheless, man, class, it's another day, man. It's good to be in the building with you once again. We've got a great guest today that's going to be joining us shortly. But, man, how you doing today, man? How's your day going? What's been going on with you? You're staying busy. You're active. What's happening? Strick, I'm happy to be here. Um, I wish sometimes people could be tuned in to the off the air Oof. talks because I'm crying right now. I'm trying. I'm trying to calm myself. Keep your composure. I'm, I'm keeping my composure, but we get to do that on air together. Show people how we flow. Show people how we just sit in the living room, and sometimes these subjects just come up. Yeah, and yeah. we just reminisce. So we've got great history too, bro. We go way no back, doubt. man. We we no we cut from the same claw. Cluster and I, we've got a long history together. Been longtime friends. He is now my brother. And has always been my brother, so it's always a pleasure to have you. This is this has been a beautiful thing that we've been able to have the one-two connection come back to life. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, you know, let's 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 maybe touch on what you mentioned right as we started our, our guest. Okay, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna yeah. go we're gonna ahead bring him in? and we're gonna go ahead. not not yet. Okay, not yet. I want to say a few things before we bring him in. Yeah. Okay. This guy. Uh, really needs no introduction but I, I i have to say a few things about him very influential when it comes to student athletes that there at the university uh university of nebraska uh at a time of your life when you're very impressionable and you got that guy who is taking care of you when you're injured or even when you're not injured he's just there uh saying stuff to you keeping your spirits up uh, a comedian, mm -hmm. doctor, lawyer, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. nurse, yeah, all those things mixed into one inventor. Yeah, we're we gonna we're gonna, gonna touch, touch on that, that a little bit. Yeah, um, you know, confidant of Coach Tom Osborne, that their relationship. We're gonna maybe hit on that a little bit, and then maybe just kind of talk about some of the characters that he was able to uh, come across in his long, illustrious Nebraska career. So without further ado, Harrison, we're going to go ahead and bring in the one, the only, Doak Ostagar. Here he is. Doak, what's happening, man? Fellas, how are you? Good, good. Doak and I also have some great history as well. Uh, he is the one that introduced me to uh, Nintendo 64. <laughs> I mean, I used to sit at Doak's house. I was at Nebraska. And look, there was no doubt about it. I was coming to the University of Nebraska. Guys like Cluster here, Terrence Badger. I used to spend a lot of time in the dorms with him, just hanging out down here as if I was already a Husker. And then you had Doak that was one of the ones that not only – did uh you, you had the opportunity to just hang and spend time with him, get to know him personally. But on top of that, he also made sure these ankles were well taken care of when they needed to be. Doak Ostergaard, what's going on? 
strict. The way I tell that story is I recruited you. Forget Lynn Mitchum, anybody else. I just recruited it. <laughs> That's how it goes. Yes, sir, Doke. We're looking forward to getting into a cluster. So, uh, you know, Doke, you have a very, we want to, let's start here. You have a very unique name. And why don't you touch on the story behind your name? Because a lot of people know about the Doke Walker Award. So let's talk about that and, and where you come from. Let's introduce the people to who you are and then your transition to how you came to Nebraska. All right. First, I, I got I to give a little perspective here, though. Do you know how odd this feels to see you two on the air? Like, you guys look like you really play the part here. This You could be on ESPN as far as I know. But knowing from you guys when you were just teenagers to this, this is pretty impressive. And, and you do a good job. So, Well, we're too, truly grateful. And it's, it's truly a blessing that uh, – 93.7, the ticket saw fit for us to be able to put this together and to uh, come together and, and really talk about things. Our, our platform, Doke, is really about not just the, the elements of sport in, in, in what it is in its purest form, but also we dig into a lot of the background stuff regarding sports and, you know, some of the relationships behind the scenes. And this is like one of those that is is that for us. So yeah. that's why it's important. And we're grateful to have you to join us tonight. Um, listen, Doke, let's, let's just kind of start from this and, and, and let's go back, give us a little bit of your background and, and where you came from and, and how you ultimately, um, uh, started and, and, and how your name came to be just all those things like that, man, just kind of touch on and give a, give our listeners a little bit of your background. Yeah. So I, I grew up in Gothenburg, right in the middle of the state, <clears throat> typical Nebraska person, that that's the old school days you if nebraska was playing it was on all the radios around the town you're out diving in the leaves listening to the games and all that business um yeah doke came from my parents they were going to name me dirk or doke I'm, I'm i guess i'm glad they went with doke i'm not a big fan of dirk <laughs> but uh, Doke Walker had won the Heisman Trophy in 1949, I think. Played both ways at SMU and was the punter. I think he's the last guy in the NFL to play both ways. But it wasn't so much they liked him as a player. That name just resonated with them. Yeah. Um, so they gave that to me. And I, I grew up in a small town. I didn't know it was an unusual name until I went to college. Then I had to start repeating it. And so uh, I wasn't very bright to know that. I was the only doke um, within miles, probably. So, um, anyhow, that's where I grew up, and that's how I got my name. Well, um, I think that um, so from Gothenburg ended up being named after a famous person that you probably had no clue at the time. I'm assuming doke that that this this famous football player did, did you know much about that or or is that something you learned as you got older yeah i didn't um yeah like i said it didn't it didn't dawn on me that it was unique probably about in high school though when maybe you'd hear dope campbell stadium or something you'd start realizing right that, yeah you don't hear this very often i did make a trip down to uh smu when I was in Dallas one time, go to campus. I wanted to see his Heisman Trophy, and and right. they got a statue of him out there too. 
Well, that's good because when I went there, it looked like they had a display case. They got an Ace Rent to own and it had been used and they just stuck it on top of that and is in the small little entryway. So, yeah. Okay. So, Dope, we're going we're gonna to skip over some stuff, okay? Because we're going we're gonna to get into the meat and potatoes of your time. Can we, in the can, can we, can we just, if we're going to skip over stuff, can we just go to, I, <laughs> Cluster, I remember this as plain as day. Okay. We're in the Cook Pavilion. I knew this was going to happen. And we're walking down the middle of the field. Okay. We're probably we're probably on the east end at about the 35-yard line, something like that. And some of the old school coaches say, your dauber was down. And I'm like, Cluster, what? You know, I'm open and, and just, you're really, you're really upset because it just wasn't panning out as quarterback. No. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, it, you know, I had a a, a a a fabled transition. I came here. A lot of people don't even realize, though, I came to Nebraska as a quarterback. And a lot of people think I switched because of Tommy Frazier. That wasn't the case. <laughs> you know, I'm a year ahead of Tommy. But in actuality, the reason why I switched, it's really my fault. I came to college, and I was just wilding out. Like, you got to put time in mm -hmm. that quarterback room. You have mm -hmm. to watch film. You have to know every position on offense. And that was really kind of cutting into my social life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, I, know I did, we know that was pretty active. Absolutely it was. Absolutely. <laughs> but, Doke, you, you got a chance to meet a lot of characters, right? And before yeah. we jump into the characters, how did you actually end up becoming a trainer? How did you know that was the route you were going? Well, it wasn't until I was probably kind of steered in that way. I, when I left high school, I wanted to go play basketball and I was going to be a basketball coach. Okay. Strict pride didn't know this, but my best. It's new information. My, it's new information. You know, but also strict pride and really my best sport was baseball. And okay. so I had a, I had a couple of opportunities but, to play basketball and baseball as under combo. And um, long wedge, sprained an ankle. I was going to be at small college. And I was like, well, forget it. I'm just going to come to Nebraska. Um, matter of fact, um, well, not hardly anybody knows this, but I did try out for baseball at Nebraska. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. I would I was, love to. I would, I would love to find those pictures. <laughs> There's a lot of history in that. Um, I, I, with the end of the tryout week, I started for one of the teams, and so I I'd done well enough to start at the end of the week. But uh, anyhow, that's a whole other story. So I finally decided this is not working out. I'm just gonna I'm gonna be a coach. So I started taking the classes. I'm looking around my classes and I'm thinking everybody's got the same degree I'm going to have. What What's going to separate me? There was a guy that uh, had moved to Gothenburg right before, right after his senior year. So I knew him just a little bit. He came to college down here and he's in the athletic training program. And he's in some of my classes and he's just like, you need to come over to the training room. You need to come to the training room. And back then, that's how kind of informal it was. You just went over and you started hanging out. There wasn't a lot of people in athletic training at the time um so i thought well all right i'll get my athletic training certificate and that'll give me a leg up i'll get a coaching job easier hmm. so um 
I graduate, I've gotten multiple degrees and I've got my certification and, and I ended up at Ralston high school for one year. I had somebody text me Doke, and, uh, and, and told me that you were their trainer at Ralston. I said, wow, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, I got to hear that. <clears throat> and so I was there, uh, one year, Todd Mosser's dad was the basketball coach. Do you guys remember yeah, the Mosser remember family? Yeah, Todd Mosser, that he's a beaut. Um, he they're doing preseason conditioning and I'm covering football and and in walks Mosser and he's holding both elbows and his stocking caps pulled down halfway over his eyes and he's making this awful face and and he'd done this condition drill. He fell and he managed to break both elbows in one conditioning drill. So wow. if you ever if you see him or know him, you can give him a hard time. That takes talent to to do that. But Anyhow, I was there the one year as their trainer, um, got to the end of that year and they wanted to, they wanted to keep me there, but they were, you know, they're having to create positions, whatnot. They were doing some stuff over at the middle school. They actually came up with, you know, we could pay you better if you were the, an assistant football, assistant basketball and assistant track coach at the middle school. And I was like, okay, this is going to be my, my why in the road here I'm, I'm gonna have to choose so i thought well i'm probably gonna choose coaching and then the guy says uh the high school would kill me if i did that i can't offer that to you and then george sullivan offered me a graduate assistantship back at the university and then it just all the rest fell. is history yeah yeah that's beautiful doke so now now that you're at the university of nebraska um there are some you know the, the people that you had the opportunity to meet, like there's a hierarchy when you're talking about being at, at that level. And so how did you find and navigate through the hierarchy of the, the training system? Because you happen to be one of the top ones to, to actually do it at, at one point in time, especially you were, you were, you were one of uh, our personal at the basketball team's trainers. So how, how how did you navigate through that hierarchy? That I you mean, that, that, there was Jack Nicolite, there was Jerry Weber, there was there, you know obviously Sully, yeah, and he moved his way up, yeah, and and uh, I was strategic. There was just not very many trainers, so it's easy to navigate. Like nowadays, there's a lot of trainers. There'd be more competition. I'd never succeed. So <laughs> I just had to position myself, you know, around a few people. But no, we honestly did not have very many trainers we were probably really understaffed so uh just out of necessity you had to you had to be at that level i guess so um but no it's strict i i was at uh, out doing camps when you were being recruited because I, I actually had worked two years prior to you getting there with basketball and football so uh that's that's how i got the ties with basketball yeah so doke you know over the years i I didn't want to say the number, but do you want to say the number? You want to say how long you were there in Nebraska? It was like six, wasn't it? Six years. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. So six, Doug, times, uh, six times six. So, so <laughs> you're illustrious, uh, could I say 30 plus? 30 plus years? Well, I quit. What's when the people number? ask my age, I say I quit having birthdays, so I'm staying the same age. So I'd have to be the same in the training room. Or you dang there look the same. <laughs> so over these years, you dealt with football, basketball, I'm assuming volleyball. 
we had it. Yeah. We had, we ended up having a lot of, a lot of sports because we just had small number, you know, um, that's so you're taking Jack. care of all the athletes. Yeah. And George was really big on that. He didn't care if you were assigned a sport, if an athlete walked in, you were supposed to take care of him. So you just, you just jumped in wherever you, wherever you could. So, <laughs> there's a couple of things I want to ask you. That, yeah. Th yeah. This is going to be a question before we take a break though. So yeah, just go, go ahead and uh, let me throw this out at that. you Doke, And then we'll, we'll go to the break. I want you to think about over these years, some of the unique people you had a chance to interact with, joke with. I want to hear a great story of a former athlete that you were just like, this dude or this girl or whoever is nuts. So I want you to think about that. And then we're going to kind of touch on your role with Coach Osborne once you found things out, how you had to report to Coach Osborne and some of the things you may have heard. You were a fly on the wall in the training room. <laughs> training room. So I'm sure people want to hear about some of these little inside stories, some of these things you heard inside the training room dealing with these athletes. So think about that. We're going to come back after break on the WTF podcast with Dope Ostagard. 